<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Value Script. We are back in action. It's been a bit of been a minute. It's been a bit of of a break. Yeah. What do you think, Meredith? I know we had some guests for a bit, and now we're coming back to the five love languages. The five love languages. Today we're going to be talking about receiving gifts. Yeah. So this was kind of an interesting chapter for me because I didn't feel like this is necessarily either one of our love languages. So I didn't, um, there wasn't a whole lot that resonated with me personally on this, but. Which I'm a little disappointed to hear, actually. You took some, well, go for it. (laughs) Fill me in, babe. What you got? Well, what chapter is this? Chapter Chapter six. six. Chapter six. Chapter six. We're slamming through this book quick. No, I, I thought it was interesting. So a couple things. One thought I had, it keeps coming back to me, um, is in sometimes it's hard to receive gifts. Sometimes it's hard for people to accept a gift, right? And one of my favorite things I've heard, Aaron Wagner on his, on his um, podcast, Rags to Wags. Um, rags to Wags? Rags to Wags. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it's pretty impressive. Good stuff. Yeah. Pretty impressive. But he talked about being a gracious receiver. And one of the things that he points out is like, you know, being a gracious receiver is a gift. And it's it's important to be a gracious receiver. It helps show gratitude. A lot of times people get it wrong. They do it the other way around. They think um, they need to somehow protest. No, you didn't have to do this for me. Or, hey, this was so great. You didn't need to do this. He's like, yeah, no shit. I know I didn't need to do it for you, right? Like, I did it because I like you. I did it because I wanted to do something nice for you. I did it because I wanted to express this emotion. Because you wanted to. To you, right? Like, I know I didn't need to. I know I didn't have to pay for dinner tonight, but I wanted to. And and by part of the, it talked about the almost like a false humility of like, you didn't need to do this. Like, we can't accept this. Well, yeah, you can, and I want to give it to you. So by part of you doing that, you're almost pushing back at me. Like I wanted to do this and yeah, I wanted to do this nice thing for you and give this to you. But now the way you're receiving it, it's like you didn't, you don't feel grateful for it, you know? And and it's almost like an affront to the person giving the gift. So it almost goes against the person giving the gift. Right. And so it talked like there is value in being a gracious receiver. And lots of times people wouldn't think of it that way, right? you know? So that's, I thought that was a good point. I thought it was a phenomenal point. And so one of the things I think that's interesting here is, is, um, Obviously, when you, there, there are people that love gifts, right? And there's people that love to give gifts, and there's people that love to get gifts. I love to give. Yeah. I don't necessarily love to get gifts either, but, but I do. I, and that's what this, like, as we read through this, I kind of realized, like, you do too. And that's where I thought it was interesting. Like, you, you said there wasn't a lot that stood out to you in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, gifts don't necessarily have to be something that need to be expensive. Like, if you... You know, finances are tight, and and even if finances are not tight, um, a lot of times giving something that you can't buy is the more powerful gift. And like writing a note. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. In fact, how powerful is the written word? Yeah, right? for like, sure. You know, and, and, especially and, now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the day of text messages and emails, and is that why uh, writing in a journal is better? Is that like giving yourself a gift in a sense? Well, it certainly is giving a gift to whoever's going to read it. I can tell you, we have journals from our grandparents and his great aunt. And like, that's priceless to 
to have their stories and yeah. hear about their lives. And so, yeah, for sure. I'd but say that's a good gift. The physical act of writing too. I think it's engaging. Yeah. Oh, you know, the yeah. physical action, you know, you're visually engaged, you're physically engaged, you're mentally engaged. So it, it creates the opportunity to engage more of your brain and the more brain engagement you have, right. The, mm-hmm. the more power you have behind that and the more memorable it is and the more meaningful it can be. And so I think also, you know, like when you take the time to write a letter, people, when they receive that letter, they realize that this took some time and it's more meaningful mm-hmm. and it's different too. We're so used to seeing typeface all the time and like text, like you said, like we're such a digitized society. It's nice to, hold something analog every once in a while and feel yeah. it because it's sure. real, right? Yeah. I have a note from this this lady that we go to church with and it was just a very simple, I mean, it's written on a little scrap piece of paper and she wrote it in the middle of a sacrament meeting one day and gave it to me at the end of the end at the end of church and I still have it and it's it really is special to me like and it's not even like she's one of my closest friends but it was just a very endearing sweet note. Yeah. So and that you is still it have is that? I do. Nice. Yeah. I remember too, you gave me that wax stamp for my birthday one year. I really wanted a wax stamp and I love it. But I ended up, um, I wrote a couple letters and I just remembered how, and I used my wax stamp to seal it and how grateful these people were that they came up to me. They're like, dude, that was, it was a bit, it was very impactful mm-hmm. and it helped me realize how, um, how powerful that can be to just write somebody a letter, right? Write somebody a note and express gratitude. And you can do that for free. And, right. and it's easy, but that's, that, that can be a gift. And, and one thing it talks about in this chapter too, is like if receiving gifts is your love language, like anything is going to be a good thing. Like it might be paralysis by analysis. I don't know what to do. So therefore you don't give good gifts. But if that is what speaks to your partner's love language, it doesn't matter what you give. Mm-hmm. As long as yeah. you give, that will be powerful to them. Yeah. Um, I, there was this, uh, this story where this, Wife, I think it was, I think we should talk about this on the rocks, you know, seriously thinking about leaving her husband because she didn't think he loved her and he thought he was doing everything right. You know, he's like, the bills were paid. You know, you live in a nice home, you drive a nice car. You know, we have like he, the, the wife didn't have to work outside the home. The husband thought he was knocking it out of the park, like doing a great job. And she's like dying because he didn't speak her love language. And he didn't know what was going on. And so um, they talked about going to one of the seminars. And then um, all of a sudden, he brought a rose home from work the next Monday. And she was like, that's really nice. You know? And, and then um, the next day, he picked up dinner and brought dinner home so that she didn't have to cook dinner. And then the next day... Um, she bought each of the kids um, a box of, of Cracker Jacks and then brought a small potted plant home for her. And then Thursday after dinner, he handed her a note that he had written and um, talked about how much he cared about her and invited her to get a babysitter so that they could go on a date uh, on Saturday and invited her on a date that way. And all of a sudden, like, she was like, it just it flipped her lid. Like, it was was what she needed. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, oh my gosh, he actually does care about me. He actually does love me. But he didn't know that he didn't, he wasn't expressing it right. 
which I think happens all the time. I think it happens all the time. I mean, it happened with us. It, it did. It happened with us where, like, I remember when you were, I don't know, when, when things were hard for us, this, like, in our marriage and we're trying to figure it out. And, and I remember thinking, like, why? <laughs> why doesn't he feel loved? Like, I did not know what I needed to change or what I needed to do to to help you feel that. So, I don't know. This it's a great book because there's these five different ways that you you it talks to about I don't know I guess we're going to get into this later but but the things that um bother you or that that kind of hurt that your spouse doesn't do that might be a key to what your primary love language is if you don't know what it is you know because um and and the, also the way you give love to your spouse you're probably giving your love your your spouse, the love that you want to receive. And it's not necessarily a conscious thing, but that might not be necessarily what they need. It's more what you need. No, I think so that's, I, I like that point that you brought up. Like, cause I was thinking like, I don't know what my love language is. Like I, I, after, even after I read the whole book, I'm like, I still yeah. don't get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I failed, I failed the love language. <laughs> or then I thought, well, crap, maybe I don't have a love language. But then I realized like, and, and as I started considering, think about the ways that you enjoy receiving love or think about the ways you enjoy giving love. And that's where you can most likely find your love language. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. the key, you know, or even look at how your parents interacted with each other and how you were taught to um, define love, love. Yeah. And, and how it was defined in your life. That can help you find that. But, you know, like receiving gifts, like, you know, it's not necessarily something that um, is huge for either one of us. But we still like to do it. Like, I still... For sure. I still like to... Like, I remember how empowered I felt when I went to Jared for the first time and walked out of there thinking, I actually know how to buy a wife or jewelry for my <laughs> wife that she likes. Like, I, I can actually do it. Yeah. That was really empowering for me because I was so intimidated and... One of the reasons why you didn't get any jewelry for a ton of years is because I didn't <laughs> think I could pick it out anything that you would like, you know. And so that was really empowering for me to be able to be like, I can do this, and yeah. it was fun. But it's not necessarily something you're high maintenance about, but it, but you do enjoy that. Yeah, so, for sure. So for does sure. that mean that one of your love languages is giving? Because because of how good you felt doing that, um, perhaps. Yeah. I think that leads us to the next chapter, though, which I think hits hard, hits home for both of us, is acts of service. And so, you know, it's kind of more of the like, yes, I do like to, I like to make her happy. Yeah, I like to do things that I know that she likes. And one of the hard things for me was, you know, and in the book too, he always talks about how guys are like keyed into oh, it's physical touch well it's just you like sex it's not really physical touch is your love language but mm -hmm. you know it's really important for men and women but a lot of times men more so to to be very physical um but that's more of a sex thing it's not necessarily yeah. a love language thing it can be part of your love language but mm -hmm. um i want to jump back here to page 82 where he talks about physical presence and mm -hmm. how powerful that can be and it talks about if uh, in the time of crisis if um, your primary love language is receiving gifts or if your spouse's primary love language is receiving gifts, your physical presence in a time of crisis is one of the most powerful things you can do and offer and give. And, and then he talks about, too, this, I thought this was really important. Says, if physical presence of your spouse is important to you, I urge you to verbalize that to your spouse. 
And don't expect him to read your mind. If on the other hand, your spouse says to you, I really want you to be there with me tonight, tomorrow, or this afternoon, take the request seriously. From your perspective, it may not seem important, but if you do not respond to that request, you may be communicating a message that you do not intend. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I think that good. happened, like you were talking about us. Like It was, I think, almost the... Not meaning to send the messages we sent, right? Sending unintended messages was almost what destroyed us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we didn't realize we were necessarily doing that because we were not communicating the way we needed to. We weren't having these conversations. We weren't talking about stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... That's what I got from it. Right. The was communicating it to your partner. Right. And I think you said you can't read minds. Right. So that, that was the big thing that I just caught from that. When you were like, I remember too, like you were talking about like foreplay, you were like, and we were talking about like doing the dishes and I was like, how, how can that be great? But yeah, but it's to you, to her, it's, it's like, you even said it's sexy. Like it is because <laughs> like, you're like, I know you don't want to do the dishes ever. Murky but freaking if, soap water, but baby. If you're Here willing we go. to do the dishes like, and it helps me like not have to do the dishes right before we're headed to bed. Like, that's, just that's take nice. A, just take a video of you doing the dishes and then send it to her. That's not necessary. <laughs> I don't like think that restaurant hit the same. I think it's more of the... Uh, <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like she's saying. That's good, though. But you love that. And that was good for me to realize, like... But it was something you didn't know. Right. Well, I didn't, didn't even necessarily consider. Like, I, my brain doesn't go to that thinking yeah. level, you know? And that's where the communication is so good because oftentimes we just assume that our spouse thinks the same way we do. Right. And so, and that, that causes problems because then you internalize things in a way that is not intended. You know, when you, when you start to feel bad or feel like things are off some, most of the time, I think it's just a communication issue. Um, I love how at the end of each chapter, it, um, it gives you ideas like of things that you can do if this is the primary love language of your spouse. Um, my favorite one was number five. It's on page 88, but keep a gift idea notebook. I have a list on my phone. Like when you're like, Oh, Hey, this is awesome. This would be, you know, I really like this or look how cool this is or whatever. I put it in there because my, my memory is terrible and it's not that I don't care, but I have a whole note section or I have a whole section in my notes. Christmas gift mm-hmm. ideas and I have each person labeled out because I won't remember when it comes time to buy. So when yeah. I heard, hear something be like, Oh man, I wish I had this. I write it down real quick. Cause otherwise I'll forget. Yeah, totally. But no, like what you're saying is completely That's important relatable. to be intentional about that because if you do forget, then the person never even knows you thought of them in that way. Right. Yeah. But if you're intentional about, what you need to do to perform in on that level, mm-hmm. you're taking notes, you're putting in your phone, you're setting reminders, you're being intentional. And then you're able to, that intentionality allows you to be able to express that emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas if you're not intentional you just, and, and you're not even trying to be malicious about it. Um, but you're just not assertive enough. That person's never going to feel that they're never going to get that feeling or that gift or that, that, and I think it helps Emotion. you in the end because when you do end up at that time giving the gift, it comes back to you took the time to write that down. You took the time yeah. to get that gift. And then it's rewarding for you too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it does feel good to to be able to give gifts that you know your spouse is going to love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. All right. That wraps up receiving gifts. 
Yeah. Tune in next time. We're going to jump into acts of service where I think the rubber really starts to meet the road for the two of us. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Don't forget yep. to clickety-click, like, share, subscribe. See you next time. The Body Script. Mm-hmm.